tonight we're going to, uh, I've had a word on my heart and I've had, uh, I've had just things that have just been replaying over and over in my head. And uh, I'm gonna, we're going to look at, in a, in a sec, we're going to look at Luke chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to them. In this verse, we see it's the first time that Peter meets Jesus. And um, it's the first time that he has an experience with Jesus. And uh, we'll pick up, we'll just go from the top of five. And, uh, and we're going to break this down. And we're going to look at the importance of living close in close proximity to Jesus and how that affects our life today. It says, One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping in to one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I will let the nets down. You've got to understand one thing about this, is that this is where kind of Jesus shows that he's a boss. Jesus shows that he's the man. Because the thing about this miracle and why this is a miracle is because it was morning time when they did this. And uh, it says that in the morning, the the, the fish actually go to the bottom of the sea. And uh, at night time, they kind of swim up the top. The fish actually go down to the bottom in in the morning time, in the daytime. And uh, so this is morning. And he's told them now to push out and to let their nets down. The second thing is, is that the nets they were actually using were between two boats. And uh, they actually didn't go deep. So the nets didn't, didn't go deep. They actually just stayed shallow. And then thirdly, they'd been out the whole night before and didn't catch a thing. And so the fact that Jesus is telling them to push out and to release their nets is crazy to them. It's like... It's just impossible that they're going to catch any fish. And so it says that at this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought the partners in the other boat, and soon both, both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. So you can just imagine, right? Peter's there, or Simon Peter, and, and he's been told to, to let out his net and... He's probably just thinking, this dude is crazy. I don't know who this dude is. I'm not sure who he is, but he's telling us to let our nets out and he doesn't have a clue. I'm the professional here. I know what I'm doing, and, but I'm going to do it anyway, just to prove, probably to prove him wrong. But he lets out and suddenly 10 and 20 and 30 and these fish start appearing and his mind starts to get blown because he actually starts to realise that this is a miracle. He actually starts to realise that this happening right here should not be happening. And all of a sudden, he realises who it is. All of a sudden, he actually realises who is standing in his boat. And I want to look at specifically 
his response. Because tonight, I want to look at a change in response. A change of response in our own life. And he says this, When Simon Peter realised what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. How often is it that we hear that today? How often is it that we hear people, when you talk to them about Jesus, their first response is, I'm not good enough. Their first response is, I'm a sinner. I'm not good enough for Jesus. I don't know about you, but I know that in my line of work, I'm a chaplain at a high school to the best students in the world, I've got to say. And uh, shout out to the students from St. Philip's that are here. But um, one thing that I always, always hear is that I'm not good enough. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when I hear a young person sit there and tell me that I'm not good enough. But the thing is, is that it doesn't just stop at young people. How many people sitting in this room have thought or have heard someone tell them that they're not good enough to walk through those doors of church or walk through and and accept Jesus? You see, for all of you, you'll you'll know this, but uh, I'm not much of an Instagrammer. I don't use Instagram too much. And, uh, and yes, that's, that was a joke. I use it a lot. But I was, uh, I, I've, Lockie Rennie once sent me a photo. Rennie, shout out to Rennie. He's our photographer and uh, youth photographer, the legend. Same with Smithy. But uh, he sent me this photo once. And it was a photo of, of me singing, standing here. And it really hit me when I, when I saw that photo and I, I, I posted it and I've got it. I'm going to put it up, not to show my photo, but I want, to, I want you to see it, but I want, you to, I want to read the comment. And it says this. That's a filter, by the way. I'm not that brown, just so everyone knows. It says this. Religion doesn't allow for this moment to happen. A young guy who has made mistake after mistake, who has never been and will never be good enough for God through the eyes of religion, being given the opportunity to stand on stage at church doing what he loves to do. What allows for this moment to happen is a relationship with Jesus. Knowing that I'm broken but through grace have been forgiven. Knowing that I'll never deserve heaven but Jesus in me makes me worthy. Church has never been about being perfect. Church is come as you are with all your failures and mistakes and seeing that despite it all, you can be set free from ever thinking that you're not good enough. I just want to look at that first section. Religion doesn't allow for this moment to happen. A young guy who has made mistake after mistake, who has never been and will never be good enough for God through the eyes of religion, through the eyes of the world. You see, we live in a world that is, is, is very loud. We live in a world that is noisy. And the world, what the world tries to do is the world tries to tell us the nature of God. The world tries to tell us who God is. And tonight, I'm going to talk to you about living in close proximity to God, 
to Jesus and how important that is when it comes to our response to him. Because what the devil is going to try and do, the devil wants to distance you from God. He, doesn't want to, he wants to distance you from God, not just so you won't hear his voice, but so you'll forget his nature. And see, the thing is, is that we see in this verse, Peter's first response when he didn't know Jesus, he didn't know him, was to fall to his knees and ask Jesus to leave because he was too much of a sinner for him to be around. You know, in those days, they couldn't go, they couldn't be close to, to God. You know, the veil was set up so that they actually couldn't go close. So he was like, I, I need you to leave. I can't stand your holiness. I can't be near you. I'm too much of a sinner. And see, the thing is, the world tells us that too. And we get caught in that trap of thinking that we are too sinful for God. And so what do we do? We run. We run away from God. We run away from the person who can show us love. We run away from the person who will show us grace because we've believed the lies. We believe that God is a judging God. We believe that he's wrath. We believe that he is going to point a finger. We believe that he is going to be just disappointed in us all the time because we're human and we make mistakes. And so we see that. I just want to tell a quick story. And uh, I, as my chaplaincy work, last year, I was called up to the office. And, uh, and they said, uh, we've got a student for you to, to, to meet with. And he's a tough one. <laughs> he's like, he was like the toughest. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, sweet. All right. Let's go down to Waratah Village and grab a sausage roll because uh, I was hungry. And, um, and so I met him and we walked down there and I could just tell straight away that he did not want a bar of me. I could tell straight away that he didn't know me. He didn't know who, who, what I was about. And he's, his guard was up. And, uh, and I remember he just said to me, he's like, man... You're just a teacher and you just want to get me in trouble. And I said, man, I went to TAFE. <laughs> I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do four years, man, of uni. I'm, I'll stay with TAFE. But, but in saying that, he didn't open up. He didn't, he didn't know that how I would respond so he didn't open up to me. He didn't tell me things. He didn't tell me what was going on. And I knew in that moment that the reason why he didn't was because he didn't know who I was. He didn't know how I would respond to him. And so I knew that over the following weeks, over the following months, and however long it took, that all I had to do was show him me. All I had to do was continue to meet him, continue to see him and let him see who I was and let him see that I wasn't there to get him in trouble. Let him see that I was there to support him. Let him see who I, the nature of who I was. 
And so week after week, I would continue to meet him and continue to meet him. And suddenly, things started to, 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 to come down. Walls started to come down. Things started to break. And uh, over time and over time, he started then to tell me what was going on in his life. And he started to open up about the, the people that he was hanging around and the situations that he was getting himself into. And I remember I was like, why, why is it that all of a sudden you've started to open up to me? Why is it that all of a sudden you've started to tell me all these things? And he said to me, he's like, because I got to know you. And I know how you respond. And I know that you're not here just to get me in trouble, but you're here to help. And all of a sudden I started to think, that's the same with us and God. That's why it's important that we live close and we live in close proximity to Him and we get to start to get to know Him and His nature and we start to learn that firsthand so that we don't turn to what the world tells us, who God is and the nature of God and what He's about, but we start to learn for ourselves who He is and what He has to show us. And so we see that in this verse that ends with Jesus telling Peter to stop and drop everything that he has and to follow him. And so that's what Peter does. Peter stops, stops fishing for fish and starts fishing for men. He's a fisher of men. And uh, he goes on a journey now to, to follow Jesus. And the thing is, is over the next few years, that's exactly what Peter does. Peter lives in close proximity to Jesus. Peter starts to see how Jesus responds. Peter starts to see how Jesus acts, how Jesus forgives, how Jesus shows grace and starts to learn the nature of who Jesus is for himself. And he starts to see that time and time again. And see, church, that's why it's so important that we live close to God. That's why it's so important that we're surrounding ourselves with him at all times. So that we can start to see what it is that, that he does and who he is. It's, I, I love being involved in church. You see, when it comes to Sundays, church isn't an option. Church is what I do. Church not isn't a question. It is church, doesn't matter what time, I'm here. Because not only do I start to experience more of God, not only do I start to see more of God, but I start to see Him work in other people's lives too. I start to see what He's doing to the people around me, not just in my life, but the people sitting next to me. I mean, like, I'm, she might get embarrassed me saying this, but to see Bree jump up tonight and do what she did, it, honestly, it's just crazy to me to see that. Because I, I gave Ree an invite to church in the middle of a nightclub, and she said that she'd come because she felt sorry for me because she thought I had a boring life. <laughs> As a Christian. (laughs) 
But I knew, I knew who God was. And I knew who God could be to her and what he could do in, in her life. And seeing what God has done in Ree's life doesn't just affect her life, it affects mine. Seeing what God does through our church shouldn't just affect the people that it happens to. It should affect every single person in this room. Because what we're seeing is we're seeing the nature of God. We're seeing who God is. God is showing us every single week who He is. And the thing is, is that you're not here. There's a chance you could miss it. If you don't choose to... Put yourself in a position where you're going to see the work of God. You're going to miss it. And I don't want to run the risk of missing what it is that God is doing. Missing seeing what it is that God is doing. See, for that, that builds my faith more than anything. To see Jesus transform a life. To see him forgive. To see him show grace upon grace upon grace transforms my life just as much as it transforms Reese or anyone else in this church. That's why we continue to put ourselves in close proximity to him. Because we learn who he is. We always, always need to remain close. Because as soon as we distance ourselves, as soon as we take a step back and take a step away, we start to forget the nature of God. We start to really forget who he is and we start to then make mistakes and we think that he'll be disappointed. So I won't go back because I can't face that. We start to make mistakes and we think that he'll just judge us. So we don't want to go near that. We don't want to go near it. And so we stay away. And all of a sudden we find that we're so distant from him that we've forgotten that he'll actually show forgiveness, that he'll actually show grace. You see, the thing is, is that when we do live close to God, we'll still make mistakes. When we do live close, we'll still stuff up. We're human. We're sinners. And we see in the life of Peter that when he drops everything and follows him, he lives the closest out of anyone to Jesus, him and 12 disciples. And you think that if there's ever people that, would not deny him. It would be the people that are surrounded by Jesus. But we see Peter in this verse, um, later on, sorry, at the end of Jesus, when Jesus has been arrested and, and taken to trial, we see Peter deny Jesus. We see Peter three times he denies Jesus. See, he's been living close to God. He's been living close to Jesus. He knows who Jesus is. But still, he denies Jesus. And uh, I just want to, um, we'll just pick up in that, in that verse. It's um, verse 18. I mean, chapter 18, sorry. And uh, 
he's standing around, I can't, I can't find it, but he's standing around a fire. And it says that he's standing around a fire and, and people notice him. People see him. And they say, hey, aren't you that guy who know one of his followers? Aren't you one of his disciples? And he says, no, no, that's not me. And they say it again. Aren't you one of his disciples? You know you're with him. You're living close with him. And he says, no, that's not me. And he says it again. You're like, you're, I, I know that's you. No, that's not me. You've got me mistaken for someone else. This is a guy who spent three years living in close proximity to God. But still, he makes a mistake. But still, he stuffs up. And that's, we're going to make mistakes in our life. We're going to do the wrong thing. We're going to sin in our life. But the thing is, is that when we turn to John chapter 21, And we see Peter in the same situation that he was when he first met Jesus. And he says to his mates, he says, I'm going, like Jesus has has actually resurrected and they've seen him. But it's just a really weird time for them. And he says, verse chapter 21 says this, after this, Jesus appeared again to the disciples, this time at the Tiberias Sea, Sea of Galilee. This is how he did it. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the brother Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter announced, I'm going fishing. Sometimes we go back to what we know. Sometimes we go back to what we're comfortable in, in in hard times. The rest of them replied, we're going with you. They went out and got in a boat. They caught nothing that night. When the sun came up, Jesus was standing on the beach, but they didn't recognise him. Jesus spoke to them, good morning. Did you catch anything for breakfast? They answered, no. He said, throw the net off the right side of the boat and see what happens. They did what he said. And all of a sudden, there were so many fish in it, they weren't strong enough to pull it in. Then the disciple, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the master. And Peter in that moment, thinks back to three years ago earlier and he's like hang on I've been in this situation before I've been in this exact situation before but in this this time there's a change in response this time Peter reacts differently to Jesus Peter 
thinks, you know what, I've lived close to Jesus for the last few years. I know who He is. I saw Him show compassion to the Samaritan woman at the well. I saw Him show grace to the woman caught in adultery. I saw Him raise a man from the grave. I saw Him show forgiveness to Zacchaeus. I saw Him heal the ear of a man who was taking Him to be killed, except the sinner who was on the cross next to Him. I saw Him give His own life for all of mankind. And this time, Peter, instead of turning away from Jesus and saying, Jesus, I'm not worthy enough. Leave me for I'm a sinner. We see that Peter jumps into the water. He dives into the water and goes to Jesus because he knows who Jesus is. This was days after Peter had denied him. This was days after Peter had denied who Jesus is, denying knowing Jesus. But he knew because he knows the nature of God, because he knew the nature of Jesus, that it didn't matter. It didn't matter that he, he, he was in this moment. All that mattered was that he knew he could run to God. He could run to Jesus because he knew the grace that Jesus would show him. He knew the forgiveness that Jesus would show him. The change of response in that moment changed his life. Instead of running from him, he ran to him. Instead of thinking that Jesus would hate him, he knew that Jesus loved him. And for some of you tonight, that's been the story of your life. We're all sinners, but you've felt that you're not good enough. You felt that my sin is too much for him. You felt that the things that you've done wrong, he wouldn't show forgiveness to. Well, I think tonight, maybe that's because you don't know the real nature of God. You don't know who he really is. Because we know that the nature of Jesus is love. He is love. We know that He shows us grace in every circumstance. We know that He has forgiveness for our sins. So church, tonight, it is so important that what we take from this place is that we need to live close to Him. We need to be in close proximity to Him so that we never, ever, ever forget the nature of Jesus. We never forget who He is. And so that when we find ourselves in the midst of mess, when we find ourselves in the midst of sin, in the midst of mistakes, we know that we don't have to run from Him. We know that we can run to Him. We know that He won't hate us. We know that He loves us. And that's my prayer tonight for everyone here. My prayer tonight is that you would know who Jesus really is. That you wouldn't listen to what the world says about Him. You know, we live in a world that even just recently paints the picture of God like He is unaccessible, unaccessible, inaccessible. Thank you, Mum. Like I said, I did TAFE. We, the world tells us that we can't get near Him. The world tells us that we can't go close to Him. 
You know, there's a song and I want to read the lyrics to you. Got sent this song one day by my sister-in-law, the best, the best sister-in-law ever. And it's this, and it says, Come out of hiding, you're safe here with me. There's no need to cover what I already see. You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace. You've been on lockdown and I hold the key. Because I loved you before you knew it was love. And I saw it all, still I chose the cross. And you were the one that I was thinking of when I rose from the grave. Now rid of the shackles, my victory is yours. I tore the veil for you to come close. When Jesus died on the cross, He made Himself accessible to everyone. He made it so that we could come close to Him, so that we could live close with Him. There's no reason to stand at a distance anymore. You're not far from home. I'll be your lighthouse when you're lost at sea. I will illuminate everything. No need to be frightened by intimacy. Now, just throw off your fear and come running to me. Church, we can run to Him in every circumstance. We can run to Him no matter what. No matter what we've done, no matter what life looks like, He will meet us in the middle of our mess and we can run to Him. We don't have to run away from Him. He tore the veil so that we could come close. He tore the veil so that we can live close with Him. So I'm just going to get Maddie to come up. We're going to sing this song. and If this is something that has spoken to you, tonight and you think, you know what? I need to really start to really live close with Him. I need to really know who He is. I've only ever known who He is through what I've been told. And the things that I've been told don't really paint a great picture for me because of who I've been. Well, tonight, maybe it's time for you to experience who He is for yourself and, and, and see His nature and see that He will accept you. See that He will love you. See that in this moment tonight, your response can change. Your response can change to Him. Church, let's stand up. Lord God, I just thank you right now that in your word it says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And that it doesn't matter who we've been. It doesn't matter the mistakes that we've made. We can live closely with you. And we can see firsthand your nature. Lord God, I pray right now for every person in this room 
that they will know your love, that they will know your grace. Lord Jesus, that they will know that they don't have to run from you, but they can run to you. They don't have to be scared of what you'll think, but they can know that you will welcome them in with open arms. We thank you, Jesus.